Hello, welcome back to the Neptune Files. This is Karen. This is Katie. And we're two sisters who are sweating our balls off <laughs> in California because it is so hot. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was 115 degrees at my house yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was only 102 here. Only 102. Mm-hmm. Nobody has air conditioning. No. It's real rough. You know, I saw that it was 121 degrees in LA yesterday. Oh my gosh. That's like Death Valley status. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say to bring this back to, you know, Neptune. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I lived in San Diego, you know, I don't think it ever really, at least it doesn't get crazy hot there. Eh, some people who live inland might beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I lived there, it only got up into the 90s. I don't think it ever got to triple digits, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, just yeah. a side note. That makes sense since it's right on the coast. Yeah. Whereas yeah. LA is a little further inland. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it probably gets warmer. That's freaking insane. Yeah. yeah. Things, are, things are rough over here. So this is obviously a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And so I was super stoked on that because uh, I think you would share in my love for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I was hoping to kind of recreate a little Christmas spirit. And Ooh. I was going to, like, make a little Christmassy beverage. I was going to do uh-huh. like, a little Christmas tea. Um, and then I was like, it's uh, 115 degrees. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not drinking tea. And I'm also not totally in the mood for this Christmas yeah. spirit, you know? It's, it it's too hard. hot to get festive, if you ask yeah. me. It's too yeah. hot. We have to conserve our energy to cool our yeah. bodies. Yeah. Um, now, Katie, I do want to bring up something. Okay. When we were children, mm-hmm. you told me once that your favorite thing in the world was, quote, the evil side of Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Would you like to explain what that is? <laughs> I don't know. And does if this I... episode fit into it? Oh, I guess it does. Yeah. Now, I don't know that I really have a great explanation for this. I don't remember how old I was when this first came up, but it was probably around when I discovered the Grinch and really liked the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. So, like, mm-hmm. kind of spooky Christmas stuff and like the ghost stories of like, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, mm. from a Christmas Carol, you know, when the ghosts come mm-hmm. to haunt him. So I I liked the the spooky ghost side of Christmas, which at whatever age that was, felt like it was best summarized as the evil side of Christmas. <laughs> um, as I've grown older, I've realized that the actual evil side of Christmas is like the consumerist side. <laughs> uh, oh, and and greed and and that kind of stuff more so than spooky ghost stories um so there is an actual evil side to christmas but um that aside yeah i guess this does fit into the evil side of christmas the actual evil side true true actually both sides yeah Mm -hmm. i mean on one hand it's you know a fiction story so that can uh um and also um you know we're not sure well you know, Aaron Eccles' life hangs in the balance. So we're not sure that he was, mm-hmm. you know, might just be a, a flesh wound, as they say. So, That's what it looked like to me. Um, so we're able to, to kind of have fun with it. 
Yeah. Um, also, we had a fun like whodunit style mystery. That's true. Um, but uh, at the same time, we also saw you know the the greed and mm-hmm. the consumerism of Christmas in this episode. Now, when yeah. you said the real evil side of Christmas, I thought you were going to refer to like actual murders in real <laughs> life that have happened on Christmas because I feel uh, like sadly a lot of true crime stories happen around Christmas. Like John Benny Ramsey was, I think the night of Christmas or the day after Christmas, or maybe it was Christmas Eve night and then Christmas morning. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. Lacey Peterson was on Christmas day, I think, or the day after Christmas. Um, yeah. I got like the norovirus the day after Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, bad things happen around Christmas. That's um, true. Sadly. I guess I perhaps naively had been uh, separating the the crimes that tend that happen on or around the holidays from the holidays themselves. But, you know, I see how that can be a trigger, you know, for, for people like you mentioned before that uh, for whom it's a stressful time, it's a, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a time that brings up bad memories and, you know, a time mm-hmm. when there's some pressure to feel happy and festive, but not everyone is feeling that way. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe... Uh, kidnapping and murder is the actual evil side of Christmas. Turns out there's a lot of evil sides of Christmas. I'm learning in this conversation. But you know what? Forget all that because we love Christmas <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, get down with watching some Love Actually and some Home Alone mm-hmm. and decorate the tree just like mm-hmm. Keith and Veronica were doing in the opening scene of this episode. And um, it's a time to get dressed real slutty and hit on people at Christmas parties when is you're it? married. <laughs> um, according to, uh, in Neptune, it is yeah, in the 09ers. Code it is. Yeah. Um, for some of them now. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone. Yeah. Now uh, this is the part of the episode where we talk about what we ate or drank while we okay. watched. Um, what, what did you have to eat or drink while watching this episode? So I watched this in the morning after I went for a run. So I had a bagel with peanut butter and mm, coffee. Bagels. Yeah, it was a, a poppy seed, no, a sesame seed bagel. Mm, love mm-hmm. bagels. Yeah, so we've good. been having a, a little bit of a bagel situation recently. Oh. We ordered groceries from Whole Foods. And a couple weeks ago, we ordered everything bagels. So bougie. Uh, I mean, that's just my favorite. That's how that's how you get groceries in this day and location, (laughs) is you order them from Whole Foods. Um, (laughs) so they brought us an assortment of bagels, none of which were everything bagels, which was what we ordered. So then, what were they thinking? uh, Yeah, so we don't we don't know what happened there. So then the next time we once again ordered everything bagels. And this time maybe they brought when us. They heard everything bagels. They were like, "I'll just get everything." Yeah, maybe I'll they get all the bagels. Yeah, maybe they read anything bagels instead of everything bagels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or they don't know what an everything every kind bagel of bagel. Is. I guess that maybe not. Uh, you know, it's possible that they did misinterpret that um, what an everything bagel is. Maybe they were like, "Just get one of each." Yeah, I don't know. Um, is that like what you got? Did you get like every kind of bagel? No, it was like a couple, you know, it was like, you know, you go to the bakery and there's like 
six mm-hmm. of a specific type of bagel and then there's like an assortment of bagels. Mm-hmm. So they brought us an assortment of bagels. Yeah. I think they might've thought that that's what everything bagel means. Well, they did it again in the next order, but this time they brought us mm-hmm. 12 instead of six, even though we only ordered Great. and paid for six. Great. So, uh, now we got twice as many bagels, also none of which are everything bagels. <laughs> so we're working our way oh, through a bunch of bagels that are not the bagel we ordered, but they're still good. There you go. Now yeah. what kind of peanut butter do you eat? So I, I funny you should ask. Uh, I eat peanut butter powder because oh. it has very little fat mm-hmm. in it, whereas regular mm-hmm. peanut butter has quite a bit of fat, and that's part of what mm-hmm. makes it so tasty. But you can get powdered peanut butter, which has all of the protein mm-hmm. and very little fat, and then you just have to reconstitute it with some salt and water and eat it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or mix it in with something. It's very good. It's very good for mixing. You can put it in smoothies, or I make popsicles and stuff with it. Um, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, like a now it should be it should be clarified that Katie is not, you know, fat phobic or you know, right. think that fat is bad for you, but has special dietary needs. Yeah. I lack a gallbladder, which is an organ that helps you digest fat, it turns out. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that till it came out. Uh, till it was yeah. ripped from your body and stolen from you. Yes. Till it was taken. Yeah. On Christmas, actually. <gasps> See? <laughs> See? Oh my gosh. I forgot. But That's yes, right. On Christmas Eve. Uh, I think it was, was the like day the before worst. Christmas Eve. Uh, actually, I don't know. It was right around there. You got out of the hospital on Christmas because I remember on okay. Christmas Day going to see you at your apartment. And you were like fresh out of the hospital. Okay, so, yeah. So my surgery was on Christmas Eve then. Yeah. 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 See, the evil Christmas side of Christmas. Bad things. Yeah. Oh, God. Just like Aaron Eccles, they cut me open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um. Jeez. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to break format a little bit this week. Um, oh. Instead of telling you what I ate and drank while watching this episode, which is boring, mm. I'm going to talk about what I maybe wish I was drinking. Oh. I'm going to talk about eggnog. Yes. Because um, I'm very passionate about eggnog. And I thought about making eggnog to watch while this episode so that I could discuss it, but I didn't. Long story. It's boring. Who cares? I'm just going to talk about talk about eggnog. Yeah. So tell me about eggnog. I love eggnog. I realize that it's a pretty controversial food beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people really hate it. You basically either love it or hate it. And I love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be great for your gallbladder situation. It's got a lot of fat in it. Sorry. I but never really you could have a little. Yeah, I never really liked it before. Then anyway, I just. Mm-hmm. Egg beverages, I think, just mm-hmm. don't do it for me. Now, let me say that there's a really big difference between the eggnog you get at the store and the eggnog that you can make at home, which mm-hmm. is so good and not difficult. Um, now, some of the eggnog at the store is good. And, like, I can really get down with, like, an eggnog latte at Starbucks once a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, I like to make my own eggnog at home. I use Alton Brown's recipe and you basically, I'm not going to, you know, give the whole recipe, but you basically separate separate egg yolks from the whites and you uh, beat the yolks with some sugar and then you add cream and I think you add milk and cream mm-hmm. and some nutmeg. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And then I think you beat the whites separately and then fold those in, which is Mm -hmm. a step that I definitely haven't mastered, but I, Mm. you know, try to do that. Makes it a little foamy on top. Yeah. Um, And then you can mix it with, so what I like to do is I like to make my eggnog separate from any booze and then you can just add the booze if you want. So that way you can have it without it, or you can add just a little, or you can make it stronger. Do you cook it? No. It's raw egg. So you're straight up drinking raw eggs? Yep. I like to live on the edge. <laughs> I don't know why at some point someone had, had, I thought it was you, had told me that you do cook it a little bit. I mean, can. so when I think of drinking raw eggs, I think of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite when they're at the farm <laughs> and they drink raw eggs. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't well, know about this. It's obviously like beaten into the cream and the sugar and the milk. So it doesn't taste like you're drinking raw egg, but yeah, you're drinking raw egg. Now I do think that there is a way to kind of, um, kind of slowly cook it slightly at a low temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do that. Um, does anyone do that? Nobody has time for that. Okay. Like the recipe. Probably. Okay. But this recipe does not call for you to cook it at all. I think it has an option on it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you Google Alton Brown eggnog, it's like on the food networks website. I think that there's, um, a variation where you can cook it. I'm not really sure how effective it is because it's not like the egg is going to be like the egg needs to be, um, you know, liquidy. Right. in order to uh, to make this work. Um, so okay. I'll look into but you, that. But, but you're choosing to drink raw eggs. Yeah. Given yeah. an alternative. Okay. Now, I also just made tiramisu the other day because mm-hmm. Mike's birthday is coming up and I made tiramisu and that had raw egg in it too. Oh, really? And I also make Caesar salad dressing with raw egg. So I actually eat raw egg like a lot. And when I cook my eggs, I do eat runny eggs, which I'm still not 100% sure. I think that's... Uh, I think there's mixed information out there about whether that's um, kills the salmonella or not. I think it probably doesn't mm-hmm. or some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I'm not totally yeah. opposed to raw eggs or runny eggs or any of that, but for some reason, just drinking raw eggs just doesn't sound appealing. Well, you know, it's not for everybody, but it is delicious and amazing. Hmm. Um, and then you grate a little nutmeg on top. I would also like to add one more thing, which is that one thing you can really do to level up your cooking that's very easy is buy whole nutmeg. Mm-hmm. So instead of the nutmeg powder, just buy the whole thing. It's like they look like little acorns kind of. Hmm. And then just um, grate them with like a little microplane zester type thing. Microplane and zester. Yeah. Do you know what a microplane is? Well, this is how you know that your cooking is already leveled up is if you own a microplane zester. (laughs) It's, you probably have one and just don't know what it's called. Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. Sometimes it's called a microplane. It's like, it's just, um, it's like a very fine cheese grater, you know? Yeah. And you just, uh, you can grate, like I use mine for like Parmesan cheese or for like nutmeg, basically only those two things. Mm -hmm. While watching this episode, I saw the Christmas cookies and suddenly really wanted to make some holiday cookies. So when oh it's gosh, not so really, hot, maybe I'll make some fall cookies. I'm really glad you said that because I also noticed the cookies and they looked so good. Right? They looked really good in that scene in the kitchen with mm-hmm. the, the caterers. Oh my gosh, they looked really good. Um, I feel like there was another scene where some food looked good too. 
But I did have a lot of tasty looking food in this episode. Yeah. Which makes yeah. up for my boring peanut butter bagel. Yeah. It's uh your peanut butter bagel I don't think was that boring because okay. you got some more dust up in there. You've got reconstitute like boring is not <laughs> the word I would use. <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah, but it could have been festive. Maybe I you know, I could have made a point to eat something yeah. festive and I didn't. Well, I didn't either. But I still am talking about eggnog. Oh, one more thing is, so then I store the eggnog in the fridge. Um, okay. Might even pour it over some ice if you're, if it's hot out. Does that get watered um, down? Meh, maybe. Watered down raw egg drink. <laughs> this is what she's trying to pitch you. She wants you to drink watery raw eggs. Okay, forget the ice. Just keep it in the fridge. Um and it's delicious. And then if you're so inclined, pour a little bit of like whiskey in your glass and then pour the yeah, uh, eggnog on top. Um, I've also heard that also Bailey's with eggnog is delicious. Um, oh, okay. But Bailey's is like already basically creamy on its own. So you probably, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like I it's kind of hard to mess up Bailey's. I've also heard that peppernut flavored liquors. Did I just say peppernut? I think you did. Yeah. Peppernut. Pepper. <laughs> peppermint flavored alcoholic peppermint schnapps I've heard is really good with eggnog, but I'm not a fan of peppermint, so I have not tried that. Oh, I didn't know you don't but like peppermint. I don't. It's it hurts my mouth. It's it's painful to eat. It's like oh. too spicy. That is a actual known feature of peppermint. That's why they put it I in toothpaste eat, and stuff. Um, yeah, like I do like a mint chip ice cream or like a wintergreen, mm. kind of like a milder mint flavor sometimes, but not enough to really eat it. It's mint is not one of my favorite things okay. in this world. And Probably also, yeah, peppermint and other mints are different. Mm -hmm. Like Somehow. candy canes, I will not eat a candy cane. Gross. Oh, I love a candy cane. It's nasty. Oh, I love them. You also love peeps. I do love peeps. And I don't, I am not a fan. Mm -hmm. And they make um, snowman peeps now. So it's like... All oh, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I eat those snowman peeps. Yeah. Sometimes you can get them, uh, get like last season's peeps on sale. Mm. Of course, the best day to get go. peeps is the day after Easter. Mm -hmm. And you go get them on clearance. But also sometimes you can find, uh, find like a snowman peep in, you know, March mm. or so for a good deal. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Three month old peep. <laughs> <laughs> It's been sealed. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? True. True. I don't think they, they don't go bad. Um, anyway, let's talk about the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so this episode was ranked the number one episode ever of Veronica Mars on that Vox.com article that we've referenced in many episodes. Yeah, I could see it. Would you agree? I liked this it. This is the number one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I guess it's hard it's hard to say whether I would call it the number one episode. But yeah, it's it's definitely up there and I think it is one of my favorite episodes that we've watched so far. This go around. Mm. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked this episode a lot as well, but I would not say that this is the number one episode. Mm. Or even like top three personally. I did also really mm. like the cult episode that apparently wasn't ranked very well. Mm. Mm -hmm. So like it's hard to say whether you know which of those I enjoyed more necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite episode so far has been the. I feel like it was like episode three, maybe it was like the one where they have the homecoming dance flashbacks and 
the Lily video at the mm. end. That was a good um, episode, yeah. Yeah, I think what I thought this episode was missing was it just didn't have a ton of character development or um, we didn't really get much into the Lily Kane mystery or like, I don't know. I just, um, and then also the very end, the scene, the stabbing scene, um, mm. the like like slow-mo special effects were like yeah. so bad. Yeah, that was not um, not the highest quality stabbing scene. <laughs> uh, so that was a little distracting, but yeah, yeah I guess true. I guess I like we got I some Logan character building, a little a bit little of bit. Logan and Duncan mm-hmm. friendship character true. building, and uh, met a few true. other O Niners who are of little consequence, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd say it's number one, but it was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's good about this episode is it is a good standalone episode. If somebody wanted to just watch an episode without having seen anything else, they could totally just come in and watch this episode and yeah. enjoy it. Which actually my husband did come in in the middle of this episode. However, his observation was it was towards the very end. So I guess not in the middle, but towards the end. When they were gathering everyone to go outside for the surprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, but it's cold outside because it's <laughs> Christmas. And I said, oh, but they're in Southern California. <laughs> so well, if you haven't Aaron been said. watching the rest of the season, then you wouldn't know that they're in Southern <laughs> California and that it's not actually snowing outside. Right. That's fake snow. Um, so, yes. But otherwise, a good standalone. But, you know, Aaron said, oh, burr, I'm, I need to go get my jacket. Right. And that's when he got stabbed. Yeah. Which okay. I thought was funny because then there's women who are walking around with, like, backless dresses at the same time. So I was like, is it really cold, Aaron? Is it really? Or is it not? Yeah, I doubt or it. Or maybe he was, oh, maybe he was trying to talk to that one of the other women he was banging. I don't know. Yeah, I read that as him making an excuse to get away. Okay. 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 Makes and he sense. had kind of been making eyes at the agent's wife lady. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was his excuse. Um, because we all know it's like 68 degrees. There's no mm-hmm. way he's cold. Right, and he's, and you know, dudes, he's wearing like a long sleeve shirt. Right. And probably like an, a shirt underneath it. So, yeah. he's fine. And probably a shirt and, underneath that. And then if you're drinking, you got the alcohol blanket. Why, mm-hmm. why do you think he's wearing three shirts? <laughs> 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 Who knows? Why not wear three shirts? Why not? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I think in this episode, once again, and this is probably like just a staple of creating television, but there was like an A story, a B story, and a smaller, very small C story, I think. Um, the A story being the poker, yep. B being Aaron and his stalker, and then mm-hmm. C being um, the Jake Kane, Clarence Weedman veronica celeste kane kind of confrontation right which was pretty minimal but it was there yeah yeah i mean that's the only yeah that's the only other like plot point that wasn't part of the other two but they're all they're all related so um at the beginning of the episode um they're decorating the christmas tree and keith has his padres ornaments and if people don't Mm -hmm. know that's the baseball team of san diego i thought that was fun our father was a big Padres fan when we were children in San mm-hmm. Diego. Um, and then they're watching this show 
this like Christmas show that then the kids are singing at the poker game. Did you have any idea what that was? Yeah. Do you not? No. What is that? Uh, So I should have looked it up of what it's called. I bet I can. It's, um, I think it's Rudolph's Christmas or something, but it has the, uh, which is uh, Duncan singing that character song who Mm -hmm. I think is the the heat miser or something. So he like comes in Mm -hmm. and, and melts all the snow uh i see which i don't know maybe there's maybe there's a climate change message in there that was a little ahead of its time uh but basically the villain is the one that comes in and and melts everything at christmas and makes it all green at christmas time instead of being white Mm. so the villain is heat much like in our life yeah Uh uh-huh yeah there you go yeah how fitting um yeah, now that you mention it, I have seen that show before or special or whatever it is. Um, but I'm not as familiar with it as I think a lot of other people are. Um, mm. I've like maybe only seen it once or something like that. So Yeah, I remember it being on TV all the time back when we, you know, back when everyone had cable and it was just mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. during the Christmas season a lot. Yeah. 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 So I don't think it was something I ever necessarily went out of my way to watch, but that when I was a kid and would be watching mm-hmm. TV or, you know, wanting to watch something Christmassy. It was frequently on. So I definitely saw it a handful of yeah. times. But maybe I was nice. younger than you during those years. And um, I think you were younger than me during those years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, maybe maybe you were too old to be in the age of, like, just sitting around and watching whatever Christmas cartoon was on. I was out cavorting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was not yet. I don't know where you um, were while I was watching it, basically. I don't know. It's probably around. Yeah. I don't know. Making eggnog. Reading books. Um, yeah, reading books. <laughs> um, yeah, so this scene, so then we see the first poker game, and the players are Duncan and Logan. Then we meet a new kid, Sean. At least I don't think that we've seen him before. Mm-hmm. And Sean is mm-hmm. supposedly a rich, like the most rich of all the kids and has a chauffeur take him to school every day. A spoiler alert, he's not. Mm-hmm. His father's actually the butler for this family. Um, I don't know if butler is even like a proper job title or there's probably a more modern term I could use, but. Uh, yeah, I have I no know, idea. know what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm listening to Jessica Simpson's autobiography. Oh, and yeah. at one point she refers to her house manager so uh-huh. maybe that's a butler, a house manager. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, to be honest, I'm not totally sure what a butler even does. I could imagine what a house manager yeah. does, but uh, I'm not sure. Like, would the house manager answer the door? I don't know. Doesn't seem right. Like it. No, but yeah, maybe. It it's. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a butler, at least as we've seen in movies, like answers the door, would like get your car or like get the valet to go get your car. Right. Um, I mean, if you yeah. have a manager, butler, I guess you have somebody to like get, get your car to. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like manage yeah, the ins and outs and like maybe oversee the like housekeepers and stuff like that. I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody knows. Also, but... who answers their door anymore? Right. Well, if someone butler. knocks on my door who I'm not expecting, I am definitely sure that I'm about to be murdered. You run and hide. Yeah. And, uh, you know, try to look out the people without them seeing you. Yeah. You pretend you're not home. Or you pull up your phone and you look at your ring. Oh, fancy. At least that, 
see, well, you live in an apartment, so you don't need to do that. But right. those of us with houses, we just have our ring camera. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Um, so yeah, and then there's another kid named Connor. And he is played by, I need to look it up, because I don't know his name, but I've definitely seen this guy before. Oh, you're right. He was familiar. I was I was trying to wonder if there were any celebrity cameos in this episode, and I yeah. thought there weren't, but he must be a known person. Okay, his name is... Let me see. Um, this is played by Travis Schult. Huh. And um, I, at first, could not figure out where I knew him from, and then I figured it out, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. He plays a guy who, um, he's, so D, what, whatever, I don't need to go into the whole thing, but mm-hmm. um, he's D's love interest in some of the episodes on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And okay. he's, um, she meets him online and his screen name is Soldier of Fortune and he's like a veteran. <laughs> and then oh. when she meets him in person, she sees that he's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and since everybody on Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a horrible person, she like mm-hmm. immediately doesn't want to be with him anymore and she blows him off. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that he's not in a wheelchair. So then she wants to get with him again. <laughs> and then they might even date for a while. I don't remember, but whatever. This is a That's very Always from. Sunny storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out he was just like sitting in the wheelchair for, for like funsies when she first oh. met him or something. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, um, and then I think also he wears jean shorts. There's something about him wearing jean shorts in that show and it being like oh. a, a point of comedy. Because huh. apparently you're not supposed to do that, or at least dudes aren't. Yeah, so that's funny. I, I know that jean shorts have often been made fun of, but I feel like mm-hmm. for you know a chunk of the 90s, they were like the default men's shorts. Hell yeah. Aside from cargo. It was like cargo shorts or jean shorts, mm-hmm. and there was nothing else. And then they corduroy disappeared too oh yeah i guess there's corduroy yeah i feel like our father wore corduroy shorts that could be wrong he definitely wore jean shorts um he yeah, didn't wear sure. cargo shorts but anyway but then all no. the jean shorts disappeared all the men's jean shorts yeah now they're gone it's like dated yeah i can see them with like one of those braided belts <laughs> right and like some birkenstocks with socks maybe yeah uh-huh yeah, mid nineties shoes, but like high socks, like up on your calf. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they're so they're all in the game, and then Weevil is there too, which is a little bit unusual. Um, and we later see how he like got himself into the game, which is basically just for just for money. He heard about like this five thousand dollar poker game, and right. I guess he thought that he was better than the other guys, which he was. So yeah, he was right. Um, sort of now. Also lucky. Yeah. But clearly yeah, also. Yeah. So one thing I really wanted to point out in the scene was um, Logan is holding a Cuban cigar mm-hmm. and Weevil, no, no, no. And he says, your people can handle like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And then Weevil makes a gesture like, mm-hmm. but Weevil is not Cuban, right? And then <laughs> even later in the episode, he says like, oh, he thought I was just a dumb Mexican. So I was like, yeah, you're not Cuban, right? So I wasn't right. sure if Logan was just is just so like so um uh, what's the word not like racist but not like ignorant but maybe ignorant but like if he's just if he's lumping people from Cuba and people from Mexico all together and 
he's just referring broadly to uh, Latinos and um, I don't know. Like I, but then Weevil doesn't like correct him, you know? Yeah. Basically what I'm, what I'm not sure of is does Logan think that Weevil is Cuban or is, or when he says your people, is he just referring to, um, to anyone from Latin America? And, um, and then it's kind of weird that Weevil is just like, mm-hmm, yep, that's right. But, so there's a point later when Duncan calls Logan out for the 10th racist thing he said that night. So mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah. So I, I suspect that Logan knows that Weevil is not Cuban and was mm-hmm. intentionally making an offensive remark and that Weevil was just not getting into that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Weevil is just shrugging it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was glad Duncan said that because yeah, Logan said a lot of things that the, the cigar comment was probably like the least bad thing, except for of course the whole um, him like referring yeah. to people from Cuba and Mexico as essentially the same place but um but then later he's like refers to him as like the pool boy or like mm-hmm. um you know just makes comments at the school about like oh my neighbors if you're not like holding a rake they're gonna think you're like they're i, I don't even yeah. remember what he says exactly but like um, right so, yeah, yeah you know there's a lot of a lot of very racist things that are going on here but um, yeah definitely so during the game uh, Sean is drinking a beverage that I was not familiar with, but apparently it's like a cheap beer or something, but it was in kind of a squat, like green bottle. Yeah. I didn't recognize it by label. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, people write and let us know what that was. Yeah. I don't know. It was not um, a familiar shape to me and I yeah. have seen some cheap booze in my life. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I've seen other shapes of green bottles, but not that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Duncan is swigging from a Jack Daniels bottle, which mm-hmm. of course later um, Veronica calls him out as a, being iced tea. Yeah. Um, Logan's drinking some kind of beer. I don't know. And then Connor, I think, wasn't drinking alcohol or we later find out he's drinking like that diuretic tea or whatever. Um, and then there's also a martini glass on the table that has peanuts in it. Uh, right. Which I guess it was just like a prop, but um, anyway, some of those things are relevant later. There was also another glass that I couldn't tell if it had a drink or like jelly beans or something in it. Oh, it was yeah, not quite a martini glass. What are the ones called that are like? It's the very shallow champagne glass that sometimes um, you also have a cocktail in. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I would call it just a champagne glass, but yeah. Yeah, but it's not a flute. It's a... Uh... Is it like, it's like a coupe or something, but isn't that a car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is called a, yeah, C-O-U-P-E, but I don't know how we pronounce that. Oh, yeah. Um, Someone tell yeah. us. Coupe? Coupe? Yeah, I'll look into it. I have yeah. a bunch of them in my house, so I should, I oh, should know. yeah. But anyway... Um, so, uh, yeah, so they're playing cards and now, um, I don't know what your interest level in poker is. Mine's pretty high. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we both really enjoyed Molly's game Mm -hmm. and, um, and playing the book. 
as well as I recently read a book on poker that you and, and your husband got me for Christmas, like forever ago. It was all about poker. Anyway. Which one was it? Was it Every Hand Revealed? Yes. I just read that. Cool. And um, so I was very interested to see what the actual cards were being played. So I slowed it down and I paused it to to tell you what all the cards Ah, are because I know that you're very interested, but um, essentially on the table. So the flop was a King of Hearts, a Four of Diamonds, a Queen of Clubs, and then the turn was a six of clubs. So, um, and then at that point, Logan goes all in and Weevil calls, but Weevil has more, more chips even mm-hmm. beyond, like he's, he's calling it, but like he wouldn't have been out if he had lost that hand. I don't, I don't think as, yeah, as it looked it didn't to look me. like it, maybe close um, to it, but not quite. Yeah. So then Logan had an ace and a jack of clubs and Weevil had an ace and a two of diamonds now, one thing I thought was interesting, so Logan was saying, like, if the 10 came through for him, he would have a straight, which is which is correct. Mm-hmm. However, if a club had come through, he would have also had a flush because he had two clubs and there were two clubs on the table. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like that's even more likely than a 10 showing would be that a club would come up. Right. Right? Because a club should be like a one in four chance. I mean, although I'm, I'm sure somebody more better, much better at poker would, like, be able to you know, maybe there weren't, maybe it's not a one in four chance because there's already so many clubs out. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he also made a point of saying like, there's 47 cards left and I can win with 40 of them. Right. Um, which is definitely a level of poker that I absolutely am not, am not at, but. Um, I'm also intrigued at how there deep. were 47 cards left. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, since presumably they first off weren't the only two people playing, but even if they were, that's not yeah enough cards. I mean, that's too many. That, that would be too said? many cards. He did say maybe forty that... something. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm missed. Uh, but I do. I do remember it. It being a number that I uh, ran through my head and thought there, that that can't be if they've mm-hmm. you know if they presumably dealt everyone into this hand. Yeah. Hmm. Then maybe there shouldn't was... be that many cards left. Yeah, that's very confusing. Um, maybe he was saying that there's like 47 possible cards because, like, we don't know what the cards were that everybody else had. So, hmm. like, um, okay. like the players who have have folded, we don't mm-hmm. know what their cards are. But still, it still doesn't work out because he can see. You know, we see four cards on the table: five, six, seven, eight. We see eight cards. Right. So, um. Oh, maybe he was saying that there's like 40 cards. What? No, that's not what he said. And that wouldn't make sense either. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm sure oh, they... Did he say? Yeah. Okay. So he says there are 42 cards remaining and I can win with 40 of them. So there are only two cards in the deck that he couldn't mm-hmm. win with. Um, maybe one of those is the other two. Um, Clearly it was right since so that's what came out <laughs> yeah so then so weevil's got a two in his hand mm-hmm. then there are potentially two cards left and then um i guess somebody else must have had a two or something like that i don't know shouldn't there be two three card three twos left potentially whatever yeah. whatever um so yeah um 
Point is, Weevil does win with a pair of twos at the end mm-hmm. is what is what he's got because Logan did not get his river. He did not get his flesh. And Weevil got a pair of twos. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, and then, of course, when it's time to pay up, uh, the money is gone. It's out of the box. Who stole the money? All the guys have to strip down. And Weevil also steals a Fabergé egg. And then apparently also stole his, Duncan's laptop. And then well, I think he stuff. stole these things, and yeah, over the. I don't think he stole it that night, but over the course right. of the coming days. Yeah, so yeah. like he Duncan's stole the factory egg that night, and then okay. every day he was like, "Every day I don't get my money, I'm going to steal things." Is that basically what it was? Yeah, yeah. Good for you, Weevil. Yeah, I, that's justified. There you go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, justified <laughs> asterisk. I mean, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a way to do it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so then of course, uh, Veronica somehow, oh, she gets brought in because Duncan is like, there's, I was writing about you in my journal on that laptop. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's why she wants to get it back. Right. And, uh, so then she has to crack the case. And Um, I wonder, did we ever see if that was true or if that was Duncan just trying to rope in Veronica? No, I don't think we did. Yeah. I don't think that was resolved. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's very plausible. Yeah. It apparently was enough to worry her. Yes. And get her involved. Yes. Not that she seems to need much of an excuse to get involved in a mystery, but I guess this time she <laughs> did. But that yeah. was good enough. Exactly. This time she was um, like, give me one good reason why I should help you. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that this was... And then, of course, she you know, solves the mystery. And then she's like, uh, basically like, let's have a new game. And then I will take the place of whoever the thief is. Mm -hmm. And then we'll play, which, um, one thing that was interesting though, is like after she revealed, okay, so yeah, basically let's just jump ahead. And she, you know, revealed that Sean was the, was the thief. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way that he did it was by putting the money in his bottle that he was drinking out of and then pulling it out of the recycling the next day. Yeah, which I think is a bad plan. Yeah. I'm surprised that worked out for him. Yeah, that seems really risky. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, you have to rely on knowing where that recycling is going to end up. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's kind of like why didn't he just carry out the bottle himself right why did he have to like leave it for it to end up in the recycling bin i mean i guess they might count on nobody else noticing it right yeah it seems like they might have noticed if he took the bottle but i guess that's the the it also seems like someone might have noticed that there was a Mm -hmm. big wad of cash in it like five thousand dollars is not small you know? No, I mean, that would be 50 100s, right? Yeah, that like that? that's a, <laughs> that's a wad. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little like surprised a it fit through the opening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, at least we know that's why he actually uh, used that bottle. Right. I mean, it's pretty clever when you think about it. Right. Um, and of course, his motive is that he has to keep the fa- keep up the facade of being rich when yeah. he's not. Right. Um, Very but- stressful, I'm sure. 
you know, I thought that, so then of course the scene where she reveals all this, it was very, um, you know, I was trying to think, I think the, I think the detective in film and, and literature that made that, I think it's a callback to Hercule Perrault. So Perrault is like a, um, Ross Perrault. No, <laughs> no. It's like spelled differently, but it's like a French, it's like a French name, but, um, you know, I don't know in whose, was this an Agatha Christie? Yeah, I think it was an Agatha Christie's. Okay. It's all coming together for me. So in Agatha Christie novels, which I unfortunately have not read, um, I think her main detective guy is this guy, Hercule Perrault, I think is his name, or I'm Mm. sure I'm mispronouncing that obviously, but, um, you know, they made a movie a few years ago, Murder on the Orient Express and Johnny Depp played the um, the detective and it was like a, a star-studded cast with like 10 huge celebrities in it and um, but I think that the s- style of these mysteries is like there's a limited you know it's like a dinner party and or in this case mm. on the Orient Express there's a train so there's only so many players somebody gets murdered and then Pierrot has to figure out who did it and then he also has like an exposition where he explains like how he deduced it and how they did it and stuff like that mm. um but, uh, and then it also reminded me a little bit of Sherlock Holmes because the, so like for me, I feel like when reading Sherlock Holmes, which I, I think I've only read like one of them, um, but the clues that end up, the way that he solves it, the viewer can't really solve it on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the Agatha Christie also, it's like, like in, watching this episode, we can think oh yeah, maybe it's Sean because it turns out he's actually poor. Um, and you, But you don't like, as a viewer, we don't have enough information to come to a conclusive um, determination of who right. stole the money, don't you think? Right. Yeah, no, I think we definitely don't. Yeah, we definitely don't know enough to be able to guess. Yeah. And it's also arguable that Veronica doesn't even really either because it's like, she thinks it's not Logan because when she comes to his house, the place has been torn apart, showing mm-hmm. that he looked all over for it, right. which he wouldn't have needed to do if he had stolen it. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's not Duncan because he was faking drinking because he, he wanted to win. Right. Which you could, but just as easily, he could have been faking drinking to steal money. That's true. Although I guess she also knows Duncan the best, so it doesn't seem like she really yeah. suspects him at any point. Um, since she presumably knows him and mm-hmm. knows him to be, you know, trustworthy in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think generally knows him to be, you know, a, a good stand-up guy. Um, yeah. So she doesn't seem to ever really suspect him. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you could, you could say that she has enough evidence to conclude that it's Sean, I guess. I don't know. Um, seems like it. But she seems awfully confident based on what I would say is not like the most solid of proof. Well, I guess if nobody else really had a motive and then she learns that one person might have a motive and also Mm -hmm. a history of shoplifting. uh, Yes. Yes. I think that that is enough for her Mm -hmm. to come to that conclusion, which of course we don't know that until the very end. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't know what, you know, what the, the tea is that the actor guy is drinking until the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So yeah, so we don't have enough information to solve it, but then she has been gathering all these clues that mm-hmm. that I think give her enough information to make that assertion. Yeah. In any case, this scene was super fun because it's just like, I don't know, I feel like this whole storytelling convention is very fun with the mm-hmm. whole like, you know, limited kind of cast of characters and like who done it and then you know the detective revealing and then him immediately folding and being like uh, I can pay I can pay back I got the money you know it's like um you know that was pretty fun but then yeah. another thing is okay so so the point was everybody bought into the poker game the second poker game and then she takes the place so like she takes the thousand dollars from Sean mm-hmm. but then Weevil left too right because like so then she's only really played poker against um logan and duncan and connor i don't know i wasn't totally sure about that part and then obviously um and then of course when she deals it's like she's a card shark and Mm -hmm. every time i see this episode i really badly want to learn how to deal cards like that oh (laughs) with the Um, the fan thing that she does yeah Uh uh-huh hell yeah I I'm sure you can. Like, Ooh, do those tricks. I gotta, I gotta YouTube it. <laughs> um, so then, uh, and then she wins. Mm-hmm. Cause duh. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then now she can afford to send her dad to the Padres training camp for Christmas. Yeah. Which is $3,000, which is a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and definitely more money than you need to spend on anybody's Christmas present in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, that's pretty wild. You know, he'll love it. Also, is she sure that he wants to go to the Padres training camp? Because that sounds hard. Also, um, do adult men go away to baseball camp? Right, I don't don't think so. (laughs) So now let's talk about the second plot of the stalker. So Aaron's got a stalker. And they sent uh, a threatening letter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they sent a threat. Yeah, just one threatening letter, which uh, Lynn, his wife, saves. Yeah, and then she hires Keith, and then there's the whole pumpkin, uh, bloody pumpkin on the door. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a caterer he banged. Yep. Told her he loved her, never talked to her again. Yeah. Typical. She's mad. Um, I did think it was really funny, the scene when Keith is like, circle the name of the woman you slept with, and then he circles three uh-huh. names. <laughs> names. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Aaron gets around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What else? Well, I think so? it was. And then he got stabbed. Yeah, yeah. It was specifically the caterer uh, that she had slept with him, and then she walked in on him sleeping with someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then was subsequently fired. But she was um, anyway. So she had then caught him with mm-hmm. another woman. Yeah, who was also not his wife. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. Uh, so is she's he met. alive? Is he not? I mean, she like stabbed him with something not that big in, you know, his left abdomen. He's probably going to be okay, right? I mean, I feel like stabbing is one of those things where it's like you can be stabbed like a million times and, and be totally fine. Yeah. Or you can be stabbed like and it like nicks something and you're like totally dead I don't know. yeah that's true i mean i know whether aaron lives duh i also <laughs> yeah. feel like 
in general, just as a huge generalization, I feel like most of the time, if somebody gets hurt at the, like on the cliffhanger of an episode Mm -hmm. and then the episode ends with them, like not sure if they live or die, Mm. I feel like generally they survive if that's what's going to happen. Um, exceptions would be like Game of Thrones. Right. Um, which I can totally, I heard it. So, um, not to spoil Game of Thrones, even though it's like a, I think you can spoil show, Game but of Thrones. Yeah. I think we all know what's the death I'm referring to where somebody is, um, like executed with, by having their head chopped off. And I think one episode ends with, um, with like the head about to be chopped off and then, mm. But so I saw this like way after everybody had already seen it and I already knew this character was going to die. But apparently when the episode first aired, people like all week thought he wasn't actually going to be dead. And then when the next episode opens up with his like head rolling, people like freaked out. Oh, yeah. So Mm because normally in an episode like that, it would be like, oh, they were saved at the very last minute. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but uh I don't know. Uh, yeah. Not great. But uh, maybe you deserved it. Um, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, nobody really deserves to get stabbed, generally speaking. Yeah. But, you know, I think also, you know, as the the party, a party to an illicit affair, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both both people are bearing responsibility for that yeah uh I'll, yeah so you know it's not like i don't know uh mm-hmm. yeah i don't i mean he's not a great guy i don't know that she was really in a position to stab him mm-hmm. you know for that to be appropriate <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah then the last thing was just that uh you know veronica confronts Jay Kane at the mm-hmm. party about Clarence Weedman having taken photos of her. Right. And because he's um, head of security at Kane Software. Right. And he says he doesn't know what she's talking about. Right. And she doesn't believe him. But, and then immediately Jake goes to Celeste and is like, What did you do? And he's like, really aggressive at her. Mm-hmm. So it makes us wonder, like, how Celeste involved in all this. And right. Jake really doesn't know why Cl- that Clarence did this, but he knows that Celeste is behind it in some way. Right. Think. Right. So, and we also see Keith seeing Veronica talking to Jake. Yes. With a, with a certain look that he yes. might know what they're having a confrontation about. Oh, see, I didn't, that, Oh, I didn't think of that. I was just thinking that he was like, Oh crap. Veronica's talking to Jake Kane. What's going on there? Oh, well, maybe and like watching to make sure. She was okay. And then, yeah. of course, a stabbing happened. So it was, uh, right. Things got a little real quickly crazy distracted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. Do we have anything more on this episode? I think that was it. Yeah. Cause that was yeah. really the only part of that, um, story that mm-hmm. we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of weird that Lynn Eccles hired Keith. Um, right. That was the one thing I thought was a little strange because, you know, generally like the people have shunned the Marses and 
don't the Oneiders have their own private investigator, but maybe they know Keith is the best. Or maybe because they know Keith is like not a part of their social circle. So it's like he won't talk or he hears our secrets, but not like somebody in the inner circle. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It, it also, I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I guess we've seen him be hired by other people of the O-Niner crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it is true. interesting that they're not really in that crowd and yet they hire him for mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. Also, um, I don't think the Eccleses and the, are as anti-Keith and Veronica as the Canes are. Yeah. Because, you know, Jake Kane and Keith are obviously enemies, but right. the Eccles, I guess they're cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I noticed they played a Interpol song. That's, that's a good song that I used to be a big fan of. Back in Was the that day. the one that they played over the poker game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that song too. I didn't know who sang it, but yeah. yeah. Um, and actually the only, so I actually was watching this with subtitles on because my oh, air conditioner was running, which uh-huh. is loud. And so I saw the lyrics to the song and I was like, Oh, I know that song. And so I don't, I don't think I would have noticed the song if I hadn't been watching with the subtitles. I noticed the um, song, but I didn't recognize the lyrics, but I did notice that it had interesting lyrics, um, mm-hmm. because I was also watching it with subtitles because I had the fan on and the door open. So it yeah. was loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. All right. Well, heat wave problems. Yeah, I think that's it. Seriously. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Neptune Files, and we will talk again in episode eleven. Yeah. Cool. Toodles. Bye.